Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets in the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dau and Cycling Coach. So before we get started, I have some quick announcements. I have two, actually, and they are related to winter or cycling training skills. Now, August is about the time where a lot of us start thinking about, ooh, what am I going to do to you know, improve what I'm already doing now? So you think about how am I doing on the road? What kind of skills would I love to improve and how am I going to get those skills? And that's where I have something so amazing for you. It doesn't matter where you're sitting because we're in like 35 different countries. Amazing. So this can impact all of you if it interests you or piques your interest. So the first thing is I have a cycling skills online four week workshop for women. And this is where we're going to, it's only for September and October. Each week we focus on a different skill. So first we really work on what is a smooth pedal stroke and how to get more efficient. I'm going to share with you the skills and tips and my secrets about that. And then we're going to move on to hills and then speed. And then we finish it up with nutrition. We get and we also talk about our weight training program, which is so important for strength training to become better. With this one, it's super fun because every week we do the workshop and then I give you homework and then we have a Q&A. So you basically have me as a coach for the whole month. And that is cyclingskillspro.com. Go, you can register now, secure your spot September or October. Then the next one is a much longer, more training, more uh, geared towards um, working towards goals and really drilling in the skills that A, we go through in the four-week program, pedal stroke, then we get into the drills, and it's periodized. I also help you with organizing yourself to be scheduled in your training so that you don't overdo it and you become very intentional. I just love this because a lot of people just get on the online programs and they just go for broke all the time. You have to plan it. It's an 80-20 rule, 80% um, endurance, 20% intensity. And if you're not getting that, you're just going to basically overtrain yourself and overdo it. So the 16-week program is dedicated to that and so much more. So this starts in November to March. So it's truly through the winter weight training, online program, uh, maybe some racing, group riding, all of that is going to be part. You just join us and we'll take care of your winter training. Now go to 16weekroadcycling.ca and secure your spot. Registration is not open right now, but those who are on the VIP will get a chance to secure a spot at an early bird price. So don't wait. Get on the list. All right. Take care and have an amazing day. And don't forget to ride your bike. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode.
Welcome everyone to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle podcast, all things cycling with your hosts, Sylvie Dow and Jan from Romania, who is the founder of Velo Mobile World. Like, so you guys, this is so amazing. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit before we bring Jan out how I found him. And this is, this is the fun part about this podcast is that finding people who are doing really cool things in and around the world of cycling. So I was on a, a Facebook cycling page. I saw a gentleman with a Velomobile. He posted about it. I reached out to him. He wasn't keen on getting on audio or on the podcast. And he's like, go check out the community. I'm like, okay. So I checked out the community and I reached out to Velomobile World and I got Yan, the founder. So look at where things can take you. So before we bring Yan out to talk about his story, I'm just going to give him a little intro. Um, so Yan came into uh, contact with Velomobiles in 1997 when he was cycling to school one morning and saw three of them pass by. The second time he saw them, he found them, he followed them to the production to their, the company was um, Flexo Bike, Flevo Bike, so, Flevo Bike. <laughs> so you have to go search that one. His interest immediately peaked and visiting Velo Bike, uh, Flevo Bike every day after school becoming, became a new standard. So he eventually got himself a job there, which is what you do when you're super interested in things. And after working Saturdays and holidays for two years, he finally built his own first Velomobile. So this is where we're going to get into um, just the whole history about how he really got intrigued with this. So before that, he, after uh, studying mechanical engineering, so that's where it all comes into play, being an engineer, he left for Romania in 2003, where he worked for different social projects. So he met his wife, and then together they started the business. So welcome, Yan. I'm so excited to learn more about this mm -hmm. growing community um, in the cycling world. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. And so, so Jan's sitting in Romania, which is super cool. Um, so Jan, tell us about, tell us about that day when you were biking to school. Um, ah, I'm assuming it was university at the time. No, no, it was, it was high school. It was high school. So, so tell us yeah, about yeah, that I, moment and what, what was going through your mind when you saw these Ah, okay, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a while ago, high school. Well, um, I know. <laughs> that's a, I need to dig in, uh, dig deep. Uh, well, we have um, in the Netherlands we have a really beautiful uh, bicycle infrastructure. So on the right side you have a bike lane. Mm, yeah, in the right that direction, and on the left side you have in the opposite direction. And um, I was using with my normal bicycle the opposite uh, direction because it was shorter to my school. And uh, they came, they came uh, with three elevators. Uh, they're aluminium uh, Velomobiles. 
And I was really like, whoa, whoa, what's that? Uh, they were went so much faster than um, than I could go, and I have have a bit of sickness uh, in my mind. Uh, on the moment I'm on a bicycle, uh, I, I don't allow somebody else to be faster as I am, <laughs> and um, that it, it's it's quite a challenge with uh, with a bicycle where you go to school to beat the, the road bikes. But I could beat them approximately. At least I was proud enough of myself uh, that I could hold on with them. But uh, yeah, these guys were definitely much faster than uh, the road bikes. So I was like, okay, this is this is something else. Um, so the second morning, I I just followed them. I, I was a bit early for school, and um, I followed them to Flavor Bike. And so I asked them, hey, but you build them yourself. Uh, is this uh, your hobby? Uh, and, they, and they looked like me like, well, uh, you see, that's a company. We built them here. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was 14. So um, oh, wow. they didn't let me drive. Uh, they didn't let me test drive a uh, Velomobile. So I had to convince my father to um test drive one for me <laughs> was it because you were too young yeah too young okay they were like no 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 we're not gonna uh, let him uh, test drive in a velomobile right <laughs> and uh yeah i drove my parents mad about uh, about this bicycle and uh, about the velomobile and then um my father bought a second hand uh, velomobile for himself officially <laughs> but uh, uh, I was allowed to cycle it, and uh, that's how I started to to cycle in Villamobiles. And I came there every every afternoon anyway to ask questions uh, at the company. And there was a day they were just annoyed, they're like, and they're like, "Look, there are some dirty bikes. Go and clean them, and uh, we will see if we'll pay you." Right. I said, okay, okay, I will, I will clean them. And um, somehow uh, they were happy with it, what I was doing. And then uh, they teach me how I make wheels, how to lace wheels, how to tune wheels. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, that was the start for me in the Venomobile. Uh, so I've, I've been working from, I was 14 till 19. 20 years and then I uh, moved to Romania first to uh, do these uh, social projects for three years. So when did you, so when you were working in Bike, when did you decide that engineering was the way to go? And did you oh, do that okay. in, like, foreseeing that this is what you were going to do? No, not really. It, it was more the choice of my parents. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I Thank wasn't, you, I parents. Wasn't Engineering's not so I bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I, I was not so sure about what to choose. And... Um, um, then my, my parents just enrolled me in uh, mechanical engineering um, 
because they said, look, uh, you like these bicycles and it's, it's very practical if you study something which you can use if you want to go on with these bicycles. Oh, so, so they're like, the I, ones who first, first saw this. They're like, okay, we, you need this. <laughs> You're like, uh. well, not necessarily. They, they were like, uh, I, I, I was passionate about the bicycles and the rest I, I didn't really care that much about. Uh, oh. Uh, about career or uh, thinking about something and they dragged me already uh, to a couple of uh, they have this open evenings I think it's called when the schools are open and the show so they dragged me already to twice to an, uh, twice to something and I was not really interested uh, and then they just enrolled me and I liked it a lot and uh, <laughs> It was okay. It was okay. I did the study. It was good for them that it worked out, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It worked out. Did you <laughs> go to didn't... school? Uh, sorry, did you go to school in Romania, or did you no, no, did no, no, school no, in the Netherlands. Netherlands and then go to Romania? Yeah, no. I've I've been uh, the engineering I did in the Netherlands. Okay. And the day I got my. Um, uh, Diploma, or how I think it's called diploma. Degree, yeah. Degree, degree. Um, I left Romania as voluntary uh, to work in voluntary uh, projects. Okay. That was not um, fully the choice of my parents. It okay. was my choice. <laughs> You're like, you guys got school. I'm going to go do this now. So, yeah. what were these projects that led you, these social projects? that led you to meet your wife, that led you to get your, okay, so you, when did you, where in the time frame did you build so your first Velomobile? Oh, oh, I don't know. Because uh, said you took two years. 90, 98, 98, somewhere I built my first uh, Velomobile. Okay. Yeah. So did you that take that the, with you or did you kind of leave that behind and then come I, back? Uh, um, um, uh, I left, I sold everything and uh, I, I left. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I needed the money. <laughs> yeah, really. So you went to Romania and mm -hmm. all this time when you're doing the social projects and you met your wife, were you always thinking about coming back and starting a business oh no not at all <laughs> no no i uh, i thought my career was pretty good in uh, in this uh in this uh social works i liked it a lot yeah yeah so I, I, no i know it i was we were after um after we were in uh, in uh, romania uh, we had a uh, disagreement with the management of the of the of this foundation. Right. Uh, my wife is, by the way, Dutch. For the for the people who thinks I found a Romanian uh, women. <laughs> um, so we moved back to the Netherlands, and then uh, we did a kind of Bible school social project in Brazil. Okay. Uh, in Belo uh, Horizonte, and there they had the concept that they teach people how to set up businesses. Ooh. And then I was like, okay, that's 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 fun. That's fun. 
but I didn't like um, the the thing is in the social projects you get really little, very 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 little paid. Yeah. Uh, so it's not fun. So that's mm -hmm. then I, I thought okay we can do something uh, social with we can do in business we help develop a country uh, we help. Uh, and velomobiles, which I really, really like, uh, and um, keeping some money also yeah. for myself. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 practical. If if you get uh, sometimes two hundred euros a month, and you're like, hmm, that's not much. Yeah. No, seriously. So mm -hmm. is that where you was that your first business idea? Yes. Which Coming back and um, to the bike. Well, uh, when I came back from Brazil directly, I was hired as uh, employee uh, at Velomobil NL. Uh, okay. Yeah, and um, after a um, couple of months, they asked me if I wanted to be a partner in the business. Wow. Yeah, that was for me also wow, and yeah. um, <laughs> it was a bit of shock. <laughs> Why? Because, well, because they knew me from I was fourteen. I've been working with them uh, on and off, and uh, if you become partner, most of the time you need to pay something yeah, to pay your to buy shares in the company and. Huh. And um, they were very keen to uh, borrow, borrow me kind of the money for buying a part in the company. Okay. So that was really, really cool. And then I told them, like, but I, uh, long term, I want to start a business in Romania. And right. they were like, oh, cool, cool. How much you need? <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're like, hmm. What else can I ask for? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't that. I was like more like, okay, shit. <laughs> oh. I really have to go. Oh yeah. That's not proper words. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. I'm sure you're thinking that you're like, uh, now I've really got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Because then I have many ideas. Uh, and then out of the blue, you're like, okay, now all the opportunities are lined up. Okay, now I have to do it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is which is pretty uh, a big step because uh, my uh, oldest daughter was um, seven, eight months. Oh. Okay. Um, we were planning on the second child. Um, yeah, you go to live in a different culture again. Um, mm -hmm. Running a business when you had never had any business uh, in a country where I didn't spoke perfectly the language. So yes, that was a bit of a challenge. So was this in where did was this back in Brazil where you started this business or were they no, offered no, the, you the opportunity? No, the, the where they offered me the opportunity is directly after Brazil. So. In Brazil, we stayed like a half year, mm -hmm. um, but 
my wife didn't like Brazil too much because we were living in a uh, favela. Uh, we've seen a couple of people killed in a half year and my wife was like, no, no, no family here. Yeah, really? I see yeah. that. So, so where did all this happen? Where you got the opportunity? What, what country in was the that Netherlands. in? Netherlands. Oh, back in the Netherlands. Back in the Netherlands. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to put it all together because people are probably yeah. going to be like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> You're back in the Netherlands. Velo Mobile. Mobile NL. Okay. So it's not Flavo Bike. This is Velo Mobile. Correct. Um, uh, yes, they changed the company a bit. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was, and then they 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 renamed it. No, they split it. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> You're so you go back to uh, one of the owners that you used to work with, and they hired you yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, we got it now. Okay. okay, so now you are, what year is this when you started to be partner? When they were offering um, you the opportunity to buy in as a partner? Uh, starts, starts 2009. Okay, so that is, yeah, so 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 12 years ago. Yes, yes, that's yes. 12 years ago. Okay, so now you've been given this opportunity. You've got all these ideas. Um, oh my gosh, how did how did you get this all together to where you are today? Because, like, talk to me about that. Uh, hard work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> was this company yes. when you came into it? Was it on its way up? Like. Or were they kind of like looking for new blood and they saw you? Like uh, Velomobile and L, Velomobile and L, when I came in, um, had an, uh, if you ordered a bike, uh, you had to wait three years to get yours. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So they needed um, something to speed up. <laughs> You mean on-site construction? <laughs> like, yeah, we got to build these bikes ourselves? Yeah, we were in the Netherlands. Uh, we were building the bikes by ourselves back then. Okay. Um, and um, then when the opportunity, uh, when they give me the opportunity to start in Romania, the company, um, it was, we, we discussed this in 2009. Yeah. And in 2010, um, I started the company on paper in Romania. Right. But I needed one and a half year to make sure we had an, uh, a, 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 a spot where we could build a building. Yeah. Uh, get all the authorizations. Uh, uh, authorizations and, oh, yeah. um, and build. So that was 2012. So you're back in your home country. No, I'm 2012. I'm in Romania. Oh, sorry. Yes, Romania. 
Romania. Great. Okay. So I think oh, that's come right. Edit. So you come back. So, yeah, <laughs> Romania. All right. So now you're building, and mm -hmm. and so you're producing your own bikes. Yes. So the trikes, the so everybody, what a velomobile is, and I wrote this down because I was like, had a little time. So it's a cycle car, or so it's a bicycle car that is human powered. So it's like a vehicle. You might have seen these around. If you can picture like a trike or a recumbent bike, and they're becoming more popular now, but it has a um, like an aerodynamic shell around it. And I highly encourage you guys to go um, uh, just Google Velomobile. There are some really, really cool, um, um, I don't know, machines out there. Like, uh, I, it's, it's like having a sports car for a bicycle. Mm -hmm. So just bring us into the whole community that is now wrapped around these. Like you started your business and when did you go global with that? Or was it already kind of a global thing? Well, um, <clears throat> I started the company together first uh, with uh, Velomobile Nell. Yeah. And um, in 2015, I, I bought uh, the whole remaining company. And uh, then I, I directly, focused more and more on globally, but it always has been uh, global. Um, yeah. But the, 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 the first companies were all in the Netherlands and uh, they are still still there. Um, but yeah, the sales is it's, it's very, very globally. And um, because of the internet, it's also much easier to have an, a global presence. Right. Um, because when we when we started Velomobile NL, internet was very poorly used. So uh, having a global having a global uh, presence it was very difficult. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, the internet changed a lot of things for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, we have an interview uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, I had a business from two thousand one to two thousand nine. And it was all mm -hmm. like word of mouth, but it was local here. But, you know, and now I just like, it was a fitness studio. And now I just look at the, what the social media does for these places. It's amazing. I can't even imagine yeah. what my business would have been like if I had started say five years ago, but yeah. So now you're focusing on the global community. Cause like mm -hmm. you take orders. So I do see that you have um, sellers in Canada mm -hmm. and you have sellers in the United States. Mm -hmm. And so they place orders with you? Yes, yes. They place orders uh, with us and uh, we deliver them to them. And um, how do you deliver them? Well, that's recently pretty uh, impractical became. <laughs> Because like, um, if they don't go on the boat, they must go um, by plane, right? Well, recently they go by boat. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, hmm. <laughs> they have been uh, they have been shipped uh, with uh, with uh, airplane. 
yeah um because it was even cheaper most of the times uh because the the, the it was it's, it's of course a very light package right um so it's it's not too expensive uh, um but yeah uh right now air air traffic is really low so now they're uh with boats so Whoa. that can take a couple of weeks extra yeah but, but I, I think it's it's okay. It's not that bad with the boats. Might as well charter your own plane and bring them all across and then start moving them around these states. <laughs> nah, I think we're not big enough for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got some, so just recently you've, you're rebranding. So let's mm -hmm. talk about that. And you've got some new projects on the go. Yeah. What yeah. are those? Uh, the rebranding or the, the projects? Well, let's start with the rebranding and then I assume okay. the projects are under the new brand. Uh, yeah, well, we were called Villemobile RO from Villemobile Romania. Yeah. Um, until I think 2016. Then I started the idea of like, hey, uh, I think there is a very big global market and i don't want to stay um only germany and only uh, mouth to mouth uh commercial it it works very well uh, the majority mm -hmm. of our clients are a friend of a client of us or a colleague uh so the colleague tried after work hours triton Velomobile was very happy about it and so on, so on. We, we get the majority in, but um, it's it's pretty difficult uh, to be uh, present uh, on the other side of the big lake, uh, which calls yeah. uh, Canada and uh, Canada and uh, America. Uh -huh. So uh, that's why we we said let's rebrand it and uh, let's focus more on uh, on the the whole worldwide community. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's 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 going on uh it's a lot of work um to be social uh or uh, yeah uh, presence presence everywhere yeah uh, it's a lot of work I, I i i didn't thought that i would spend uh at least three hours a day <laughs> <laughs> on social media <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you can hire somebody for that, though. <laughs> yeah, I have hired already somebody for oh, it because no. I. <laughs> and even then, I, I spend still uh, time on it because um, the v we, we have also a YouTube channel, and that's still uh, me uh, making the videos with somebody and yeah, making yeah. sure. Well, that's kind of the fun stuff, the creative side. Yeah, making the making the videos is really fun. Yeah, but uh, check uh, Facebook uh, if you have uh, <laughs> comments and have to answer comments. Oh yes, and I want to thank you for getting back to me so quickly, <laughs> or somebody, and then you got back to me, and you're like, okay, just yeah, it was somebody. Direct yeah, message me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it was wow. somebody else. It was somebody else yeah. who was like, yeah, you, you, uh, this time you need to answer. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So do you have um do you have representatives in like in this community? It's like when I when I first came across it or the the gentleman like and he directed me to this community in California and I was like whoa so they yeah. had their own Facebook page and everything and that's where I found like mm -hmm. the company and yeah. but it seems like there's all these little velomobile communities like all over mm -hmm. the country like everybody's got their own Facebook page or like maybe there's one big one for the United States um um i don't know to be honest oh yeah well <laughs> there, you start to start searching because <laughs> that's where i found you um yeah, but yeah. it seems like there's um there's a lot and they're very personalized so do you personalize or do um well people can um um I don't personalize too, in too much details anymore right. because uh, it's it's impossible to keep track. Uh, um, in the previous, you had a client coming over, you had a one-to-one -one conversation with him. You make a sketch how the paint, uh, the, the customized Ooh. paint will be. Um, but if you uh, produce like 10, 10, 10 bicycles a week, um, I, I, I have no idea how we, we, we streamline all this information. If somebody from the States wants to have a personalized Velomobile. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know how to get all this information proper to production. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Is so, so, I noticed that on your site you have a lot of different options. Mm -hmm. And because, um, like, I have a friend who does personalized well, personalized paint jobs for bicycles, mm -hmm. and I just and he's local to me, like I know him, and mm -hmm. I just listen to his <laughs> about people and their colors and the decals and everything. So, do you get that detailed in some of your um, personal uh, products, no, like they? Well, we we have a standard uh, color patterns uh, available. Uh, there you can already uh, choose which which part is paid. Oh, wait a second! Didn't work out. Um, yeah, so I will go a little bit back so you can cut out. Yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, details, Deep. Come on. So, so how much details we, we can have all kind of uh, colors, color uh, combinations you have. Um, there's also the option you request a special color. Um, that's uh, available, or at least, for example, sometimes they ask in color which we 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 try to paint, but it's like no way. Right. Um, if there is, um, sometimes they want a certain Lamborghini colors, and Lamborghini is not telling always uh, what's the 
what's the recipe. Right. Um, so you need to imitate the color and then we are like, no, it's, it's too much risk that we are off. We're not right. exactly that Lamborghini, what he has in mind. So we're like, right. no, I'm sorry, we can't do it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what my friend's problem is like, because they're like, well, it's a little off. I want a little darker. He's just like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, no. <laughs> It'll cost you another 500 bucks for me to repaint. Do you want this? <laughs> oh, that's cheap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, it's a bicycle, but I guess it's more his time. Oh, I need a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the whole car yeah. for 500 euros. I will bring my bikes to them. <laughs> yeah, but you have to sand it down again and then repaint. And, you know, I don't even think he charges, but I'm like, you should. <laughs> so, so now you've, so let's, you've got those branding, you've got your new company, not your new company, your, and uh, so what's the next what's the next big thing for you right now is it your new um you said you had a new project ah, luckily the phone also doesn't work by you <laughs> yeah, I know um, it's alarm. <laughs> um yeah we have uh, we have a couple of uh, new models coming on the market uh, oh. uh about one mar model i can talk and one i cannot talk Oh, okay. Uh, Surprise. So when are these they, launched? So people can, can uh, watch for them. Um, Snook. That's, uh, it's an, it's an fast, small, uh, Veda mobile for people until one meter 80. Uh, because oh. the, yeah, we have, uh, we have, uh, the markets in uh, Korea, uh, China, Taiwan oh. is uh, growing uh, very fast for us. So a smaller um, model. Yeah, because uh, the Asians kind of disappear in the uh, in the West European uh, velomobiles. Okay. Because uh, we we built the velomobiles that people from two meter fits in. Right. And okay. uh, and the Asians are just a bit little little bit smaller than two mm -hmm. meter yeah. and uh they if you put them in in a velomobile they kind of disappear in it <laughs> well this is a good insight that you need a different model or condense yeah. it hmm. yeah we we well we didn't develop it it's uh velomobile nl developed uh, this bike and uh we we build it um but i'm very uh, yeah I'm very looking forward to how, how that one uh, will go. Uh, the pre-sale was already really good. So oh, cool. even uh, there was already pre-sale of, I think they sold 50 Velomobiles and they have no, none, none ready. That's so, good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good for us. Um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I have, of course, some other developments with. Uh, um, I'm, I'm searching for a uh, bio resin with a uh, bio uh, fiber. Okay. So we uh, we get them a bit better, ecological, more friendly. 
okay. Although Velomobil is, of course, already um, is already a very uh, eco-friendly uh, product. Right. Um, if you compare the production of an available bill, it's, it's about the same uh, carbon feet f footprint as a uh, one seat of a uh, car. Um, so, one yeah, one seat of a car is about the same uh, impact as one, one available bill. Wow. So, it, it's pretty good, but it can be better. Right. Well, there's, I'm sure that there's lots of there's always new products coming out because, um, you know, just these days and days, people are looking for for better, more economic, uh, e e ecologic. Um, yeah, economical, not economic, ecological. Ecologic. Yeah. Yeah. Products. Yeah. Now, here's a question: Who are your who like in the majority of men to women? Who's buying more of them? these men. days oh I, I know men are there are there any are there is there a small percentage of women who are getting into these or is it more yeah. of a, a male dominated kind of thing it's a male dominated engineering uh <laughs> yeah orientated uh, people <laughs> yeah. you don't have a woman in there giving her feminine kind of you know, if you want to attract women to this, this is what you kind of well, need. The, the snook, uh, the snook attracts way more women than uh, men. What new this model. new what? The this 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 new model we bring out, oh. which uh, which is for the which is smaller, so the Asian market uh, fits in better. Um, um it, it it's it's very attracted by women so there we have uh, um i i'm not sure but i estimate around 30 percent is women where wow. uh, where in the rest of the venomobile i think it's more like two three percent right because if i look at the other ones they kind of look like high-end sports cars yeah yeah and it, <laughs> yeah also, also, sport cars attracts more men than women. Well, yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And um, so, so are you targeting more women now? Mm, no, not necessarily. No. <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, oh, we are. I did, I'm, I'm sorry. I even didn't thought about it. <laughs> ah, I, I, I make the notation for the. Yes, <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> for the marketing department <laughs> you need to get a female salesperson out there yeah i've seen a couple ladies sure. with their velomobiles it's like having a yeah. high-end motorcycle you know standing beside it yeah we, I, I really should i'm, I'm, uh -huh. I'm really, thanks for the idea <laughs> so all right, now, can you share with us any more insights about the company? We've got some new branding, we've got some new products. Um, and, oh, hey, how many people do you employ? Because uh, you must be one of the larger companies. Yeah, yeah, 45, 45 wow. employees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, since uh, we, we went in Corona with uh, 28, 
uh, employees and now we have 45 and um, we are still if I could find eight people and train them uh, tomorrow then uh, I will have eight to ten more hey everyone tomorrow. job in Romania yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well Put your engineering to work <laughs> it's um, it's um, let's say especially in the composite um, we work with carbon fibers uh, it's very difficult to train people oh, okay. uh, it's, um, it can take some for example last week we had to say goodbye to somebody who worked almost a year um, because she couldn't go to the next level of uh, of working uh, after, after a certain period we expect that some they first you can make for example the parts which you will not see they are right. structural they are structural perfect but not beautiful right uh, <laughs> and then they you after a certain period of time um, uh, of course they expect also better salaries and then you're like okay but we expect then the next level and that's it's gonna look also nice right uh, i get art. you and um she was like no i'm not gonna uh, I, this is it this is my max and i was like yeah but uh. <laughs> sorry wow. so it takes like a year to 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 train you know and to start producing a quality product that you can actually use well luckily not so bad um well maybe not a year but you know what i mean like of course at least at least a month there's no, right. nothing useful getting out of their hands <laughs> um and then uh, we then we can they can make parts where what 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 is also we need them that parts but they are not visible uh, you cannot see them but they're right, technical okay. perfect and um, so it helps to speed up production but uh, on the moment you need um, more and more people you need them to, to be on the quality level you need to have them right. of course and uh, this person was also not only quality it was also she was like I, I also don't know if I like the job enough oh wow <laughs> so we were like yeah your quality need to go up and you think you cannot you don't like it that much i think we better just um say yeah. goodbye to each other be, be stay friends with each other and uh, mm -hmm. just that's probably go your a good way. Move. yeah yeah because i'm i'm daily in the company and um i really if I see people like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm on my job. I so do, do you do a job. lot of company culture, like um, with your employer I, employees? I, I really try. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I really try to have an, an, a company where people come with passion and, and energy to the, the company. Right. So if you see somebody who is kind of draining, uh, I, I, I have a talk with the person to, to have, 
have first of all say okay uh, um, this is the philosophy of the company that people come with passion energy um, maybe you never never thought about it uh, in previous companies you work that's uh, that's an aspect of working mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well there, we have we have a couple of persons who worked uh, ten years uh, at a shoe factory or at a sewing uh, sh- sewing factory. Yeah, and they never thought about that uh, work is could be uh, a part of fun and uh, doing oh. things which you you like. Um, right. So they they have they don't never thought about it that that comp- working is could be fun and. You do the, do the thing which you do with passion and you try yeah. to do your best mm-hmm. so the majority of the persons if we haven't talked about them with them like hey um i see you have a little bit your body language is it's like oh i'm on my work and majority change directly afterwards uh right. and a couple are uh, the couple of them they like but a weird weird company <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like this. this is not a weird company. <laughs> oh well, I I had um, I had in the beginning uh, because I, of course I'm not from Romania and I did some things culturally a bit weird uh, that uh, people in the neighborhood like. Well, you can. It's fun to work with Jan, but you need to be the weird bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't worry, just embrace it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand that people, um, I always tell them uh, at least once a month, if you don't like it here, uh, we can change things. Mm-hmm. And if if still not, just go, go somewhere else to work. Yeah, it, it's, well, it's, you know, I could probably see that people, like you said, aren't used to working in an environment that is fun, you know, like that the employer actually cares about you, like you're just there to produce, like you said, you know, a sewing company to a shoemaking company, like they're there to, yeah, so it's probably a big shock for them as well to be like part of somebody who actually cares about (laughs) them as an employee um and it's yeah just yeah not well, normal no it's not need it's it's becoming more this more and more uh the standard in romania it was it was uh uh the majority of the companies the people were uh, an uh, extension of the machine mm-hmm. um, yeah. um but that is changing i'm very happy uh with it um but the companies who, who treat still their employees as an extension of the machine, uh, they have around 5% turnover per month of oh. employees. Wow. And That's something you don't want for sure. No. <laughs> so no, you got to no. train somebody like you spend a lot of time training them to yeah. get them to a level where you need them to be. Yeah. Good. No, we we have more in turnover, like two, three percent a year, um, of like yeah. Or or if somebody is in the first three months, I don't count these ones mm-hmm. because 
in the first three months you're like eh, it it fits or doesn't fit uh and that one yeah that's i i see it as normal because sometimes you just don't fit as company a person uh together right you know it's funny i was i was just thinking of a couple people i'm gonna send your your contact info to okay okay well they're very passionate about cycling that's mm -hmm. for one um one is an engineer actually mm -hmm. um and you know it the but that's just the thing like you never know what people are looking for but you're like oh well mm -hmm. job in romania i don't know <laughs> I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so uh people moved from the canada to uh, romania too, too much we no? have, uh, we have oh. no we have we have uh, we have a couple of romanians who left to canada yeah i uh, bet <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, who uh, knows? so we're gonna bring this to a close. This has been amazing. Like I am, I am fascinated about these. And now that I've, you know, thinking about them and I've, I learned more about them. I'm sure I'm gonna see more of them. Actually, I've never seen one like that where I live. Um, mm -hmm. However, maybe it's because of the winter. We, I don't know. We, um, we had a we had a dealer in Toronto, but oh, okay. Well, Toronto is still like you can probably get away with cycling using that year round. Where I live, not so much. Like the winter, you'd have to park it and you know pick up your skis. That's cool. The skis. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto, you can get away with it. And then you've got Vancouver, definitely, yeah. uh, or BC, and anything in yeah. between, you get tons of snow. But um, okay, okay. So what's from from which period uh, to which period it's snowing at you guys? Uh, well, where I am in Quebec, yeah, um, November to March. Oh, okay. So you just got rid of the snow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So people are out cycling now. Where Toronto, uh, okay. it's a little bit more southern, mm -hmm. and they don't get the snow like we do. Like it comes and it disappears quicker, and yes, yeah. yeah, it's just that that much further south than us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We we prop today it's twenty degrees here Celsius, oh. so that's pretty hot. And tomorrow it could snow. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow well, we expect snow again here oh really oh well, i suppose yeah. you are kind of a northern climate but uh let's uh, we are at the top of the hour this has been amazing and i know you have to get back to work i've mm -hmm. and uh well starting the day started this early so mm -hmm. everybody appreciate is up at five in the morning getting myself beautified for this interview <laughs> but it's all completely worth it and i would i'm encouraging everybody to go to your website uh mm -hmm. check out uh the sales page just check out the pictures like they're amazing some of the uh some of the models that are out there um and i see like like you said you've there's a huge market for these um people more and more people on bicycles these days mm -hmm. 
because of COVID, I have to say, because, you know, that kind of boosted sales exponentially everywhere. Yeah. As mm -hmm. you can attest, you're probably having trouble getting parts like everybody very, else. Very, very <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so thank you to Yan and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode. Um, and don't forget to put your notifications on and give us your biggest takeaway. Or if you have questions for Yan or like you're just curious about the bikes, let's hear those questions. And don't forget to give us a five star because Yan and I would, uh, we, we, we deserve it, right? Five star review, a five star plus a review. And don't forget to share and uh, just dive into this community. Thank you so much, Yan, for taking your time out of your day in Romania. Um, and uh, we'll see you on another episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.